We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome in, everyone, to the Pack a Day podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again today. My name is Dan Connick. With me, as always, is the Fun Friday crew. It's Camille Monet and it's Monty Moore. Guys, how are you doing this week? I am good. How are you guys? I'm good How- myself. It was 70 degrees here in Milwaukee yesterday, and it's <laughs> like 18 today. I was about to ask, like, did everybody, because I know Monty is, you know, I'm you a know below, the, below the Mason-Dixon line. So is was it the same kind of situation down there? No, it's been nice here all week. It's been like low to mid-70s. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Literally 72 degrees yesterday. And then I'm sitting at a call midday and it starts to snow. That's, in, that's Not insane. 24 hours later. That's like that movie Day After Tomorrow. It, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> it was like almost a 60 degree weather swing in a day. That's crazy. Midwest living. It's, a, it's fine. It's all fine. Don't worry. We're all okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, being okay. The uh, NFL PA surveys came out this week. This is fun. Thank God for this kind of stuff. I think they do this on purpose because they know like it's a long haul from the end of the Super Bowl to draft day. We need to parcel (laughs) this kind of stuff out to everybody. Leave them little breadcrumbs that they can chew on every week and talk about. Uh, the NFLPA surveys came out. They uh, send out the surveys to all the players in the union. They grade their facilities, coach all of this to, you know, help kind of give some feedback to the teams about how they're operating. And it's a great resource for the teams. It's a great resource for the players. And it provides some hella good tea for us 
as fans. And so we dive, we decided to dive into uh, some of the report cards uh, specifically, obviously for the Packers. Look at how some of the other teams, uh, especially in the NFC North did comparatively, and maybe highlight some of the absolute worst of the worst cases as well, because uh, it, it's funny. It's like, it, it's literally like a report card. If you read it, cause like if you have someone like the Packers who do like top at like top 25% yeah. overall, I would say in like pretty much almost every, every category you read like the little blurb before it's like players were genuine, were like generally very happy with their situation this year and really excited about seeing progress in such and such. And then it's like, you read the bangles and it's a four <laughs> paragraph thing of like, I don't know how any of these people survived a full season <laughs> at this place. And it's like a real report card. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, the Packers overall were really good. I think they were third overall um, for, for best organizations to play for. Um, the Vikings were also in that. I think they were like second. I wouldn't. They were yeah, in the top five I, I was too. very surprised at how well. I mean, I guess not surprised, but just kind of you know to see the Vikings rank so high in everything. Yeah. So NFC North well represented there. Um, obviously, we're not surprised that the ownership portion got an A for the Packers because I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we do our part, right? I mean, we yeah. directly, we obviously <laughs> directly contribute to that, so we could pat ourselves on the back there. Shout out to all the stock owners. Yeah, Doing there a great we go. Job. How many? I I would love, I would love to question the Packer players that fill out this survey and and ask them. How, there's got to be at least one that when they fill out the ownership portion, they're like they're that kid that you or like they're like the people in 2020 that like wrote in Harambe for president <laughs> or something. And it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving ownership an A because it's all of the fans. Do you yeah. guys get it? Like, it's so funny. There's got to be at least one person. I'm thinking Tucker Craft probably did it. Probably. <laughs> so that's a good guess, actually. <laughs> and that's a question that I had, too, when looking at the results was like, just how seriously do the players take it? So I was trying to find that out. And apparently this is one thing that they do take pretty seriously because they know yeah. like it can affect their actual workplace, unlike the NFL Top 100, which... At this point, I don't even know what to make of those yeah. words <laughs> when they come out by the players. Yeah, that one's yeah, they, that one's that one's the senior superlatives at the end of the year. <laughs> it, it it feels like they the players kind of use this as you know when you like when you give a really honest exit interview, right? Like mm-hmm. it, you're it you're not not necessarily ranting and raving on your way out, but like this is obviously this isn't an exit interview. This is like you said, Camille, being able to improve their workplace that they're still contributing to. So, I mean, things like facilities, um, the, I got the full letter grades here. So the, we said ownership was an A, uh, locker room was a B minus, but the training room was a B and then the weight room was an A. So like you break, you like, you combine all those into facilities, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty good. The the lowest grade they had out of all those was a B minus for the locker room. And I don't think anyone's surprised to, you know, if, to hear somebody say the Packers locker room is probably a little outdated. Yeah. I mean, like there's these, when you see locker rooms that are being built, like in these billion dollar stadiums, like that's not what 
the Lambo locker room looks like when we're watching the player interviews on Packers.com during the week. <laughs> right, right. And I know we mentioned the, the Vikings, but I, when I was in Minnesota, um, I did go on a tour of the U.S. Bank Stadium just because mm-hmm. it was new. I wanted to see what it looked like. Of course, me and my husband had all our Packers gear on uh, <laughs> while we do the tour. And I got us like the, the facility was very impressive. The locker room, extremely impressive. So when I saw uh, the report card come out and they said like the Dolphins are one, the Vikings are two and they're one and two by like a wide margin. Like what they're doing in Miami, Minnesota are like just head and like head above everybody else. And I was like, based on what I saw in Minnesota, like I can see why players would rank the facility so well. there. like, it's, one is brand new, uh, but like it just looks so good. And in Lambo, they mentioned like we have the space. It's not a space problem. Like we're not great. Like the the Washington uh, Commanders football players are saying, we're like we got sewage leaking and it's bad here. Oh <laughs> like, it's, man, it's space in Green Bay. We just wanted to be a little bit more modern. Yeah. I, I, oh no. Go ahead, Dan. I, w- I was just gonna say it's kind of just a little microcosm of a lot of if you ever stayed at like an Airbnb. In Green Bay, it's exactly that. It's like, it's, <laughs> feels, it's nice. It's cold. Like, maybe it feels, maybe it feels new, like home, but it feels like home. But like, I don't want to feel like home. Like, let, let's yeah. let's zhuzh it up yeah. a little bit. Let's pump some money in. I, I mean, the reading a little overview blurb, I, it, it says that according to player responses, the belief is that the club invests in making their workplace better year over year. So, I mean, like, Overall, I think that's what you want. Like the the players believe in what you're doing and they believe you're treating them the right way. I don't know about you guys. It, the scores are oddly like I don't know what Kurt what the curve is because yeah. so for instance, so the Packers got a um they gave the head coach a B plus, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably we probably assume these grades came out before the Packers moved on from Joe Barry because the the overview says they mostly believe that the coach listens to, <laughs> to their to their wants and needs. So that's kind of like, hmm, I'm not gonna assume anything, but I'm gonna draw some lines on the on the mm-hmm. conspiracy theory map. Um, but a B plus ranked them 21st. Right. Like that's that seems extremely low for a B plus because I mean, that means a whole bunch of coaches had to get at worst a minuses, right? Yeah. And a lot of them yeah. did. There were a lot of A's, a, a minuses, three, a pluses. Um, but it, it does mention like this B plus is for Matt LaFleur. And that was so yeah. interesting because in the little Directly. breakdown, yeah. it says the players feel that Matt LaFleur is moderately willing to listen to the locker room 26th <laughs> overall. And I was like, wow. Like from the outside looking in, I've seen Matt LaFleur as a pretty good head coach, but well, no and he's a player's it. coach. Exactly. So like, like maybe he can see those and think like maybe this is something I can incorporate going forward to try to get more feedback from the players. And maybe having Jeff Halfley in and the way that he's going to run the defense will help with Matt LaFleur because we heard Matt mention during the season last year, like I'm going to have to step in a little bit more on the defensive side as well, like more yeah. than I expected to. But I know I feel like my voice is needed right now. My presence is needed. So I'm going to make that change. So maybe this upcoming season with him, uh, if, if things work better out with Halfley, where it's like I can actually focus a little bit more on doing these things, maybe he can implement a little bit more feedback uh, from the players and what they want to do. But again, they're well, young. So maybe that's part of why it's like. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, right? I like mean, right they, now, it's my, my way. 
Yeah, they might not feel like they have that kind of weight to push around, and they don't, right? I mean, he's like, well, they don't no matter what because he's the head coach. But yeah, I mean, a bunch of rookie and second year players, their voices aren't as weighted at the moment. Um, it's it's funny thinking about like, hmm, I wonder if Jair filled his out before or after he got suspended <laughs> for not being a captain. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No, I I am curious about like when they. Uh like when they fill this out, because that has to play into, into where, where, where some of this stuff ranks. Um, but I wonder how long they get to fill it out. Right. Sure, like, do they get, sure. do they get the survey at the beginning of the season and they say, you have to have this in by, you know, week Eight. 15 or yeah, sure. or whatever. Yeah. Or do they give it to them and say like, have this back to us in 24 hours. Right. Yeah, like, right. cause that, that obviously would change quite a bit when you're ranking what you're ranking. I would have to imagine they fill this out. Probably they probably get it like December. Fill it out. Fill it out before the end of the regular season. That's true. Like that. you would want to do it when the you season know, is well cool. underway. Yeah, yeah. That makes, when you that had makes a chance sense. to experience things and really see how it, how everything's working. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned the head coaches. It was kind of uh, jarring to look at. Kevin O'Connell and Dan Campbell ranked as the second and third. Overall. And they were A pluses, I believe. And they were A, yep. a pluses. Yeah. And uh and Matt Eberflus 25th. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the thing too, like 25th is a B. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right. That's it's so that means there's six only six coaches worse, six or seven. I can't do the math. Six or seven coaches worse. And like it's like, how do you interpret like how do you interpret that? Right? Is coaching is player is player satisfaction with their head coach very top heavy then? It must be it's like it's like they either like you're either great, there's a there's a very few that are good, and then there's a bunch of okay to bad because like josh mcdaniels was a d (laughs) yeah the lowest one josh mcdaniels was a d (laughs) 
even Ron Rivera was a C in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like interesting how I don't say he lost the locker room over time, but kind of where it's like I bet if the survey was done years ago when he first came on board, that would have been a far higher grade than what it is now. But mm-hmm. it's only the second year that they've done this, so. It is interesting to see, but it also makes me think that a lot of NFL players feel confident in their head coach for the most part, at least where they don't feel like it's it's just like we don't know what's happening here. And I guess when those situations do happen where it's a head coach, where it feels like he's an over his head, like when Urban Meyer uh, came back to the NFL and it's like everybody's like, what? (laughs) Because the Panthers coach who got fired, he was still rated decently high, like by his players, like they liked him. But like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love that the Panthers said coach that got fired was rated higher than Matt Eberflus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I always like to look at the training staff because that's what we that's what fans complain about, right? Mm-hmm. The most they they're always yelling to fire everybody on the staff. The players like the staff. It says <laughs> the head trainer received the fourth highest individual grade among trainers. of the players feel like they receive enough one-on-one treatment and players feel like the training staff moderately contributes to their success. So like the players believe in the people that are in place to take care of them, which is that kind of paints a picture of like, we get a little dramatic about injuries thinking, Oh, the, the team must be doing something wrong because the players are getting hurt a lot when this is a violent game where the purpose is to, it really hard yeah and i actually so for all of these categories i went back to 2023 to compare what players last year were saying versus this year and that Mm -hmm. was like one of the biggest kind of jumps was Was in the training the training room and the training staff was so actually so like grade wise it only jumped from a b minus to a b and it would jump from 12th to 11th but last year they said 82% of the players thought they had enough trainers, which is up to 91% this year. And 73% thought they had enough physical therapists and then 82% this year. Okay. So, so that's, so they, that's they listen. a pretty significant invest. Like is something, I don't know if it's because there's so many new players kind of joining in or, or if like real, tra- like real changes were made, but that's that's a, that's a not insignificant change. You're yeah, I mean that 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 directly points to it. Seems like the Packers listen to their yeah. like to to the needs of the players. Um, strength coach: ninety three percent of the players feel like they get an individualized plan, and it also says the players feel the strength coaches significantly contribute to their success. Sixth overall, which is very interesting because the Packers just changed out their strength and conditioning coach. Um, I forgot the new guy's name, but he came over from the Niners. Mm-hmm. So Aaron, Aaron Hill. Is it, yeah, I think it might be Aaron Hill. It is. It's Aaron something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, I mean, so they were already pretty happy with them, but they felt the need to make the change. So we're that, that'll be interesting, Dan, who like you track going back to last year. I wonder what that looks like next last year. year, last year it was at 98%. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, 98 to 98% to 93%. That's not, especially when you consider like there's 55 guys. How many new players came in also? Right. 
Like yeah. you've got you've got what fifty five players on the roster. You've got ten practice squad guys. So like when you start looking at ninety eight percent versus ninety three percent of like sixty five ish players, that comes out to like maybe two or three guys. Yeah. Like kind of <laughs> kind of changed. That's that's not a huge thing. It does. It is kind of interesting. Oh, again, the Vikings ranked first in strength coach. Like there are so many of these categories that it's like. It's kind of like, you know, what, Monet, when you were talking, I don't know, I just called your last name, Camille, sorry, (laughs) I said that. Um, When when you're talking about, like, the facilities, it's like, yeah, they should be ranked pretty high because they're so new, like, that, like, you need, like, that should just be the baseline. But the Vikings ranked really well in a lot of these other categories that don't have anything to do with the actual facility. It's it's the people, it's the culture. And it, it's kind of interesting as much as I hate the Vikings. They seem to have a very happy, a very, yeah. Happy, the culture, uh, the culture of the team always seems to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, the, so it says the Packers are one of seven teams without game day childcare. Yeah. That was interesting. But when we talk about how weird this is weighted, like overall throughout the league, it must be bad because the tr- Packers got a C plus for treatment of families, but that mm-hmm. puts them 10th. Like yeah. that means a lot of teams are D or worse yeah. at at treatment of families. <laughs> but which I, I feel like that's something that the Packers need for as much as they like to preach that they're like fan owned and it's a small town, like family mentality. That's a category they need to be getting A's in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. And and that was interesting going back to the 2023 survey of it. And it mentioned like 11 teams at that point didn't have game day child care available. And now it's seven franchises don't have it available. So it's like four teams did add that in. Um, but when you look at the grades, like there are a lot of F's. They were way more F's for treatment of family than I thought. The, and the just, Chargers are the worst. The worst. And, and <laughs> the commanders. <laughs> like it, and, it, and I saw people making the joke. Well, it probably used to be free, but then Philip Rivers was bankrupting the their budget, <laughs> <laughs> so they had to change it out. <laughs> well, so they, so the Bengals, I think, had they were ranked very dead last in treatment of families. They have so they're one of twelve teams without a family room at the stadium. One of seven without daycare support on game day, and four teams without a family room or daycare, like period. And they said, yeah, they said, um, they said, like, basically, there isn't (laughs) the the little the the blurb literally says there isn't much being done well by the team. (laughs) The players (laughs) want what most other teams have, such as. Somewhere better than a tent outside for families to gather after game days. They don't have like any point of contact. It, it's and this is Cincinnati. Like this isn't Miami where it's going to be you know fifty degrees at the at the worst. Like Cincinnati gets really cold. Like it, it's, yeah. it's 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 not it's not pretty. Um, but yeah, that that is one thing that stuck out to me was that you know the Packers organization preaches being the community, the family everything and it kind of just sticks out like that's that's something that's an easy win that's a really easy way especially for especially for this like this franchise like yeah it's all about being small and family atmosphere and like the 
the town as part of the team, right? Like, and and these are all things, you know, for a variety of reasons, like you have to lure players to come to Green Bay when it comes to like being free agents, right? So if you're choosing between a warm weather team in a state with no income tax and that team's really good with like treatment of families versus Mm -hmm. like, not that in Wisconsin, <laughs> like you, that you have to overpay that at some point. So like all that stuff matters. And we were talking about before we started recording, not surprised to see them have a high grade for food cafeteria, like a B plus because it, there's not no good options in green Bay really. <laughs> so like the, or few and far between, let me say that, like they're not, it's not like living in a big city where you've got unlimited food options like the the team itself has to take care of that for these players yeah. and get them on like, you know, obviously like a good in-season diet program and stuff like that. And treatment of families was their lowest letter grade on their report card with that C plus. That's the only C that they had mm-hmm. on the entire report yeah. card. It was 10th ranked. Uh, it's not their lowest rank. The training staff was, but that was a B. And it's in part because so many NFL teams really enjoy right. their training staff. So yeah. it's you know one of those things. But I think that that's an area where the Packers definitely can can show a sign of improvement because I've never even thought about childcare, daycare for NFL yeah. players. Like I've just never considered like, oh, that's something that they would want on game day. I just always assume like they had a family room or they did something already for the families. But yeah, having a daycare where even if if the other parent or if it's a mom or a grandparent, whoever it might be, who might be bringing the kid to the game, like, Hey, you can play in here and I can go and watch the game itself. Like even having that option, I think is a really cool thing that seems like a lot of other teams are already doing. I wonder if people would be like too worried and be too stressful of a job. If you're like in charge of the players, kids on game day. Oh like- no. You're, <laughs> you, if you put out, if you put out a thing on, on LinkedIn or indeed, indeed yeah. right now, you would have 50 sweet old Wisconsin women. Oh, that's man. true. That's, that is true. You, you would have, you would have uh, every child would have like a, a little knit sweater <laughs> by the end of the season. The, the kids, the kids are making pierogies and, and rolling sausages and stuff like these there, there are plenty, there are plenty of little old lady grandmas in Green Bay that are ready to jump in and watch the kids during game day. Let's make this happen. This that is true because you would get those similar type of, you know, everyone signs up to go shovel out Lambeau right, Field. Exactly. Yeah, it would it would be like that. A bunch of yeah. a bunch of sweet old Wisconsin grandmas would love to watch all the players' kids. <laughs> Shoot, I'm an adult, and I would love to go somewhere where I can just be around sweet old Wisconsin grandmas. Like, hey, I just want that grandma feeling in my life. Like, I miss it. <laughs> You're you're onto something. That's a million dollar idea, right? I'm telling you, I don't want for a day or a weekend. I need to need it. I want a sweater with love in every stitch and cookies. (laughs) I bet you. I honestly bet you could get like a dedicated grandma for every single child that plays that has probably you probably could. (laughs) You could probably get a designated grandma for each of those each of those kids. A team I'm so in on this idea. We need to figure out how to pitch this to the Packers and make this happen. Like it has to happen now. Sharks, what we've presented for you here today is we're looking for a million dollars. Two percent of our company, Wisconsin grandmas. 
Andy's got Andy's got plenty of connections. We can help. He can help us get this off the ground. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> what I like to look at, like some of the other stronger, like what you know, because Packers are like one of the best orgs in the league, right? Packers. Mm-hmm. You think the Ravens are up there, um, but like the Steelers have that kind of reputation. They did yeah. not do good at bad. all. Like their yeah. best, their best rank of anything was head coach, which we're not surprised, right? Like right. Mike Tomlin, Hall of Famer, like never had a losing season, phenomenal leader, like no bad things to say about Mike Tomlin, but he got an A, which put him fifth. But I mean, listen to some of these other ones. Treatment of families, F minus. <laughs> minus, F minus. <laughs> Nutrition and dietitian, D. Locker room, F. Training room, D plus. Travel, D. Ownership F like not they don't good. Even have they don't have a sauna? That's ridiculous. How, how are you a professional sports team that yeah, doesn't ridiculous. have a sauna? And those just seem like those are the basic necessities at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. I wonder if I wonder if part of the facility stuff for the Steelers is in do is in part due to the fact that they share their, their stadium with the university of Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, double the wear and tear, right. Double all the wear the and tear. And you, you, you've got to, you know, you've got to plan out the space a little bit differently. Like you can't like have everyone have free reign over, you know, every part of the stadium kind of thing. Just thought of that. That makes me kind of curious about that. Yeah. That's I, I, and I've, I haven't looked through each one, but, each under under team travel, each note, each one that I've read so far mentions like they don't require players have roommates before games. I need to I want to find one of these. The Bucks that, that they really. OK, so the the Bucks, if you're if you're not a veteran player and I think it's at like four years or something, you have to pay like eighteen hundred to not have a roommate. What? Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Like, first of all, these are billion dollar businesses and franchises, right? Why are they making team? Why are they making players share a room in the first place? These are insane. Adult men. (laughs) It's insane to me. Like, I get the whole, like, in the interest of, like, camaraderie and stuff. But, like, that's training camp stuff. Like, when you're on the road, you don't, like, before – it's a 17 game season and every game is extremely important. Like you want the players to be as comfortable as they physically can be by the time that game kicks off. And then you, you're like making them share rooms before the game. So to your point about that, because the other team that stood out to me was seeing the Kansas city chiefs ranked so low, like they're yeah, Super let's Bowl talk about that champion bombed. And that was part of the problem the players had where they're like, we are winning. Why aren't there more investments? And that's just how good Mahomes is. He's like, yeah, well, I'll just overcome our team being bad at everything else. The juxtaposition of Andy Reid being voted the best coach, the the overall best coach, and then uh, Clark Hunt being rated the worst GM or the worst worst owner. F minus. F minus. The, chief, the the Chiefs also are one of the teams that require some of their players to have roommates on the night before yeah. the game. Oh my! Like this is a dynasty. This like is they should be the players should be able to basically make their own rules as far as like this is what makes me comfortable before a game. Like we are the 
consensus best team over the last probably five years. Like we yeah. keep winning Super Bowls, but I got to shack up with this guy on my team that always snores in the middle of the night before the game. <laughs> and the thing, the thing that I don't get is like they ranked so poorly in like all of like all like everything about the the stadium, like locker room, uh, you know, training room, like all of that stuff. They like it said in there. I read that they were promised after the 2022 season that upgrades were going to be made on the locker room. And they uh-huh. showed up, they showed up at the start of next season and realized that no changes <laughs> had been made. Like, I think like some of the changes that they asked for were like just chairs with backs on them. Like we got a new carpet. <laughs> like you said, Monty, you, you are in, you are in a dynasty window. Screw yeah. Bowl window. You're in a dynasty <laughs> window you're, you're like, making history your stock is never going to be higher you'll never make more money than you're making right now right if you're not investing that back into your stadium right now what are you doing fattening the pockets up is what it sounds like because ding, i mean ding, ding, ding. one thing they said in the report card too was that a majority of chiefs players believe that their facility is no better than off-site locations where they could train like only five other teams had that poor of a feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal way. for players because like, oh, yeah. if you don't feel that you're getting good, if you don't feel like you've got good enough amenities or you're getting good enough training at your facility and you feel like you could better do it at those outside facilities. But if you get hurt right at one of those, that is a whole other like ball of wax, right? Like if you get injured working somewhere else, that's not, at your team facility, the team might not feel like covering your, you know, all that stuff, like covering your injury or your surgery. Like, and I'm sure players are annoyed by that. And that's why, yeah, if they don't feel like they're getting adequate support at the office, so to speak, they're going to, they're, I'm sure they're, they like rally against that. And they probably weight that heavier than it even would. Like, even if they're, they don't hate it, but they complain it hasn't been changed. Yeah. Next year comes around. I'm going to give it a worse grade. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to have to risk working out somewhere else, right? Hey, like your local Planet Fitness or some Patrick yeah. Holmes is doing bench presses. Take <laughs> <laughs> hey, me, spot me. I got a game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it, that's that's so it, it's such an interesting juxtaposition because we keep talking about how it's a dynasty. They're winning. Like people, uh, like obviously, are wanting to go play. Like they want to win there. They want to go there to win and be a part of this. And yet the, the players themselves are clearly very unhappy with it. And so it's like these players to an extent, a lot of them are saying we're putting up with some of the worst facilities we think in the league because we want we want the championships. We we want to win. We will take. We will suffer through this if it means championships. It, it's yeah. It's just kind of a micro. It's like it, I mean, it's really a microcosm of like sports fandom in general. How much are you I like? Gonna, how, how much are you going to put up with if it means a championship? I do like that the Packers got a B plus for travel. It said ninety three percent of players feel like they have a comfortable amount of personal space during flights because. And obviously the Packers don't have a jet, right? <laughs> so they're they're flying out of Austin Straubel. Like so they're they're not sharing they're not sharing commercial flights with the Green Bay contingent of fans. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was actually one I, I kind of I liked that every team in the NFC North was ranked in the top ten in team travel. Mm. It kind of makes you want like is there's some of these categories where everybody in the North is ranked um like top ten, top fifteen kind of thing, and it kind of makes you wonder like, is it a geographical thing? Because again, like it's it's bad weather, you're traveling in bad weather, you're doing all this stuff, and like everybody sort of in that geographic location knows, okay, we have to make sure like this is something that we yeah. really we really highlight and we take care of, you know? Should we uh speaking of people that coaches that you were surprised didn't have a higher rating, Bill Belichick not didn't get a very good exit. What did he end up with? Card. Um so he got he got a B minus, which was twenty seventh overall. Wow. But but when you when you dig into it, it says only fifty five percent of players feel that Bill Belichick was efficient with their time, and the players feel that Bill Belichick was rarely willing to listen to the locker room. <laughs> no, doesn't surprise me actually. Like he, yeah, he. He's definitely he definitely got to the point where he's just like a little too old for like the current gen of players and his style and his message doesn't really work with guys who are like basically all Gen Z on the paths at this point. Like they have a right. a lot of young young players. Yeah. Um since we're talking about the Patriots, I find it absolutely hilarious that Robert Kraft got a six point nine yeah. out of ten. <laughs> I, I I find that joke very funny too, and on the nose. It's too on the so, nose. I thank you, thank you, NFLPA. I really appreciate that. Yeah, D D plus for Robert Kraft. I bet it. Um, <laughs> owners, the ownership though. Back to that, I wanted to highlight the the other NFC North uh, owners because the so I so I live here in Detroit, and Sheila Ford was ranked the twenty first overall. Okay. And like there, there is, I, 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 I wish this was something that we could go back a couple of years and see because before Dan Campbell, there were like, there were really hardcore pushes to force Sheila Ford to sell the team. Sell the team. Yeah. Like they wanted the Ford, they want the Fords out of there. And I, I'm curious at 21st is not great. It's it's bottom half of yeah. the league, but I'm curious how much of the Dan Campbell effect lifted that up, and if Dan Campbell wasn't there, how much lower she could possibly possibly end up. Virginia Hallis McCaskey from the Bears, 13th overall. That was kind of surprising. Yeah, and I know Bears fans are always you know saying things will never change as long as she's in charge or that family's yeah. in charge, but. Yeah, I mean, only three teams got Fs. The Chiefs with the F minus. The Cardinals, who are have definitely. I think been, everyone just hates. Yeah, <laughs> they've like they've been a mess for about a decade now. And then the Steelers, like we talked about, with the F. And then D, the Ds are the Bucks with a D minus, the Panthers with a D, and then the Pats with a D plus. And then there's a bunch of Cs and a bunch of Bs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, ownership, like we always talk about, like you know when fans are talking like NFL owners aren't really the most popular group of people in the sports world. Right. Um, but <laughs> interesting looking at what the players think. A lot of them don't seem to think they're too bad. 
Well, you know, I will say Ziggy Wolf, Wolf from the Vikings got a 9.7. And yeah, it's really easy to pump a lot of money back into your facilities when it's all coming from the taxpayers. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's funny because like from the out, complete outside looking in, like we're just football fans in general, um, obviously Packers focused. But if I had to guess what at the moment would be the best team to be on as a player, I would probably guess the Dolphins Mm -hmm. and the worst grade the Dolphins got on anything are A's. Like their their report card is A, A minus, A plus, A, 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 A plus. (laughs) Like that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure uh, there's, there's, again, it's pretty easy to do that. It's pretty easy to do that in Miami. In Miami, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there, yeah, no income tax, no, no income with your, tax with your contract. The weather's, the weather's amazing. You're not here for hurricane season. Like, There's a handful of things to do. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Any other any other things uh, stick out from you guys that we haven't uh, haven't touched on yet? Um, closing it on a Packers note, I wanted to. Uh, where was the one that I wanted to? I thought it was interesting that getting an um getting an A for something like the weight room puts them seventh. Because again, like we were talking about, you have to have good facilities, and that's great to see that mm-hmm. like that's something that the players know that like they can show up to the stadium, like they're gonna get a good workout in. And it says specifically that they feel like um like when you talked about the trainers earlier, but 98% of players feel like they have enough hot tub space, but a hundred percent feel like they have enough cold tub space, <laughs> which means there are some players that are probably like, I don't want to get in the cold tub. <laughs> like, we want more hot tubs. <laughs> I was going to say, it's just because the cold tub is you walk outside. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, the tubs are full. All right. So just open the back door. Big wide open space yeah. in the cold tub. <laughs> I would say my one of my takeaways was just seeing that last year the Packers were sixth in this survey it was the first year they did it last year and this year they moved up to third. Um, so I liked seeing that they improved somewhat and I'm looking forward to seeing when next year's results come out, what the Packers do, if we're going to hear anything about a locker room renovation coming or the daycare being added. Some of the bigger things, I know the, the nutritionist, I believe it was, mm-hmm. was also kind of middle of the pack, um, upper middle of the pack but yeah it um, says only 70 percent, 76 percent of players feel like they get an individualized nutrition plan right which feels low to me like 70 like that's a little low but then i look at like it was the, i think the Bengals had the the worst grade what an f minus for their dietitian <laughs> they like only 19 percent of their players felt like they yeah, got like individualized they're, they're getting like hello fresh <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny like they rank like middle of the pack in nutrition but for food service they're 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 almost they're almost in the top five and i think it's because they're like like well we got we got a ton of food but like it's all it's all you know like there's just there's cheese curds and bring a trip (laughs) over and like it's like i see i'm giving that nutrition side of it's not great but there's there's plenty of food (laughs) yeah i'm giving that an a plus oh hell yeah Give me, give me some quick trip cheese curds all day. 
I mean, to, th- that is a good point. That is a good point, though, for Camille to say that it, it improved from last year because what's something we've said all season, right? Just like the team seems to be like closer and everyone's yeah. having more fun. And like this, like that seems like the players are happier than, than they, than they have been recently. So that, I mean, that tracks with these scores. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that that just about covers everything there throughout the, uh, the whole survey. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. And uh, by listening to me speak at this moment, you are contractually bound to not rip off our green Bay grandma's idea business plan <laughs> yeah. um, through perpetuity across the universe. This is a le- legally binding contract, but you listen to these words. Come this out episode right will be notarized. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure that you're following the podcast. Uh, if you're not already everywhere, it's on YouTube, the Andy Herman side every single day on YouTube. Ross Uglum has his stuff coming out uh, for the draft as well. Um, you can follow all three of us on social media as well. I'm on there at DK all the way on Twitter. You can follow all, all of my uh, non-football, football-related um, posts and everything there. Guys, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Also, I am at Ferd Turgeson, F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And I will also have an episode of Last Call Lambo out on Game on Wisconsin with Aaron Alice this Friday as well. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E. And when it comes to talking sports, you can catch me weekly on a technical file podcast where we cover NFL, NBA and pro wrestling news. Record every Tuesday live on our YouTube page, release Wednesdays everywhere you get your podcast, as well as Monday through Friday, talking all things Milwaukee Bucks on Locked on Bucks. Very cool. Awesome, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Again, we'll be back here next Friday with some hope, hopefully they release like, you know, the the survey of players who hates them who the most or or whatever. <laughs> the so players my space nice- top eight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find something we'll find something great to talk about, I'm sure. Um, but until then, guys, stay safe and as always, go pack go. Go pack go. Go pack go. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.